Hey everyone, it's Matt Harmon. As the New York Red Bulls get set to head to Arizona for the second part of preseason, Steve Jolly and I break down some of the moves of the offseason and some of the question marks still remaining moving forward. Come on inside the booth. Welcome back on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. long offseason it seems like it is good to be back with you the third of our three podcasts in the offseason time back up and going it is inside the booth i'm matt Harmon. he is steve jolly we are the crew for the new york red bulls radio network you can find us on our tune in radio channel the new york red bulls app and at newyorkredbulls.com partner i wish you a very happy february good to be back and looking forward to I'll save the countdown before the start of the 2020 season, the 25th season in Major League Soccer history. Matthew, we're back. It's been a long journey without you the last couple of months, but I'm here for you. Your right-hand man, ready to talk some uh, Major League Soccer. It's starting to heat up a little bit relative to you know new players coming into the league and excitement around uh, new teams starting. It's just uh, it's go time, right? It is go time, and hopefully go time for this New York Red Bull team, which is in the middle of their two preseason camps uh, down in Florida at the end of January into the beginning of February, now home for a little bit of a stretch before they will hit the road for Arizona. They'll be out there for about two weeks going into uh, the regular season opener, which will take place the first day of March against FC Cincinnati. Um, You never know what March will bring, but I would probably guess it's a a pretty good opportunity for you to bring that nice winter jacket because it seems like it's been a while since we've opened up at home, but we will do it this year. Yeah. Um, you know, we think about March, we think about just trying to stay warm. These guys have the luxury of, you know, going through Florida and Arizona and then uh, obviously the excitement of the season beginning. But, uh, you know, I, I might be mistaken, but that, that much of the month of March isn't so easy with you got Cincinnati bringing in DP after DP. Now that you can tell that they're focused on bringing a, a positive squad to uh, the 2020 season. And then we're on the road quite a bit, aren't we? Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, you look, and that can be something that we spend a little bit of time on. Uh, the way that this schedule certainly opens up, it is not easy for this New York Red Bull team. Yes, you are at home to play the first week, but then how about trips in March to uh, Utah? You'll take on Real Salt Lake, and then you've got to go to Minnesota in the middle of March. That doesn't sound all that uh, uh, appealing or appetizing either. And then you'll take on a Miami team, which I'm sure at that point, I think it's their second home game for Miami. Um, the third weekend of March, Red Bull will play down there, and I believe it is their second home game. Um, so you know they're going to be trying to make a mark before you get back home the final weekend of March and take on Orlando City. So you've got a lot of road games in the span of April, a lot of road games in the span of March. And for a team, Steve, which I think we can – we can honestly say, right, this is a team that's in a little bit of a transition. Um, you think no more Bradley Wright Phillips, no more Luis Robles, no more Connor Laid, no more Kimar Lawrence, no more Amir Murillo. We can talk about the moves of players going out in addition to those coming in, uh, but this will be a team that has a very different look in this 2020 campaign. Matt, I think uh, when you think about uh, this season and you think about what 
this team has to do early in the uh, the season relative to being on the road. And uh, and you think about all the changes that you just mentioned in terms of uh, personnel, um, how valuable and important is a good, solid preseason, making sure that everybody's kind of on the right frame of mind. You know there's going to be eventually you know some changes relative to lineups that we're used to seeing and everything like that. You're going to have to really rely on that veteran leadership uh, to make sure that uh, these guys understand. Very important that uh, you know having that first – five away games out of the first seven games that uh, you're consistent and that you're playing good soccer uh, early and often when uh, when March comes around because that veteran leadership, I'm telling you right now, it has to be distilled from the moment they stepped on the grounds and thinking about this season that, uh, you know, this is, this is no easy task. No easy task whatsoever. You know, partner, I spent some time talking last week with uh, Ryan Mara and with Sean Davis. I mean, those would be two names that kind of pop right to the top of, of this leadership role. And Ryan will have the opportunity to win the number one uh, goalkeeper spot with Luis Robles on his way out. New York did make a signing, which we can talk about a little later on. And Sean Davis has been a guy that, as as one of those homegrown signees, he's been there for the last several years. Those type of players, the Ryan Maras, the Sean Davises, the Aaron Longs, the Tim Parkers, um, maybe even a Danny Royer type player, those are the guys who now have to kind of take what has been a really successful franchise over the span of the last several years. I could I was talking with somebody today. You could go back to 2013 when they won their first Supporters' Shield and certainly uh, think really good year then, obviously. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals 2014. Ali Curtis, Jesse Marsh come in in 2015. They win the Supporters' Shield. They have the run of the Open Cup. They qualify for Champions League. They win another Shield with Chris Armis um, and Dennis Hamlet in 2018. This has been one of the model franchises in Major League Soccer uh, for the better part of, of the last six, seven, eight years, but it is now time for other players to kind of take that mantle of responsibility. I think that's very important, and I think you hit it right on the uh, the head of the nail right there, buddy. Um, you know, we look at the success of this team, and it has been very successful. I know when you talk about hardware and supporter shields, no MLS Cup, and everybody wants that. The reason why this team has been successful, and I think it goes back to that old mantra of having a solid spine of your lineup. And, uh, and you look at people who have, you know, started taking more and more, you know, leadership roles. You know, for me, you know, I, I got to look at a situation like Tim Parker. Uh, I think for me in the first month or two, um, that is the one individual that I'm looking at. Um, you know, you're going to have the guys like Haku Creative up front. and You're going to have Costers, you know, a young dynamite in the middle field and Sean Davis and and probably Ryan Merrin in the goal. But uh, for me, knowing that Aaron Long will most likely be gone quite a bit relative to national teams and all that kind of commitment. Uh, Tim Parker is the, the X factor for me. I, I want him to be successful. We need him to be successful. Um, he got signed to a pretty darn good contract, to say the least. And now this is when it's called upon for him to step up his game, have consistency, and take on that leadership role. Steve, don't disagree with you at all. For Parker, I think it is uh, an interesting year for him to maybe get back to the form that he had because I, I think to – to be honest, a lot of players would say that their performance last year um, from an individual team perspective was either a little inconsistent, was a little off from where it was, 
back in 2018. You know, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about 2019 here today on our first Inside the Booth podcast, but I, I would have to think that that is something that players are thinking about going into this year. How do we get back to the form that we had in 18 and almost make 2019 a little bit of a, a blip on the radar as opposed to the direction that we are heading into 2020? I agree, and and I think what you look at 2019, and, and I, I agree with you that we shouldn't like harbor back and think back to the 2019 season because I think do think that injuries factored into uh, the results quite a bit to say the least, and that helped with the consistency that was kind of going around the team and some of the players and stuff like that. But this, you know, you look at this team and you look at the success that it's had over, um, you know, over the last couple of years, especially at home. Right. Um, and this is a team that, uh, I think has always had a defined culture. And I think a lot has to do with, um, you know, specific players that come in and, you know, their mindset. And I think what you look at the preseason and you look what is a complete and utter necessity is making sure that every single member of that team and the new players that have come in understand their roles and responsibilities because injuries are inevitable in professional sports. It's, you know, guys going to national team commitments is inevitable, but there's been some significant changes in this. You know, you got about Kamar Lawrence gone and, you know, and Bradley Wright Phillips and Robles, you know, these are key, key names and key, key, you know, players that are no longer going to be available. And, uh, and like what we saw in 2019 with Brian White, players need to step up when they're given an opportunity because the opportunities are going to come. It might be a different team come summer and transfer windows and all that kind of stuff. So there is going to be players early in this season at a very important time, meaning, you know, on the road quite a bit. And, uh, and it's a necessity necessity that we have players step up like Brian White and Cosaris uh, did last year. I mean, we can go and talk about a couple players that did, did quite well in 2019. Matt Harmon, Steve Jolly here. Inside the booth, our monthly podcast, we take a look at what is taking place with the New York Red Bulls. We'll bounce around Major League Soccer as well. Everyone, obviously, uh, in preseason, getting ready for that start of the year. Uh, Champions League for some teams in MLS, about to get up and going in a shorter amount of time uh, for this New York Red Bull team. They have their sights set on starting the 2020 campaign with a win at home against FC Cincinnati. Ticket information, go to NewYorkRedBulls.com for more uh, on how you can be part of this 2020 season. Steve, you look again at that roster, and obviously the one thing that kind of pops is New York making a lot of moves during the course of the draft. Those guys not necessarily officially part of the first team, but as you even look at the roster right now, the one thing certainly that pops out, and it's been a theme uh, the last couple years, but it's been a theme with a couple of asterisks, right? The experience of Luis Robles and Bradley Wright Phillips. This roster, as it sits right now, um, one thing pops without question. It is a extremely young team. As I scroll up and down, there is not one player right now listed on the first team roster that is uh, 30 years old or older. Uh, I think you and I have a couple pair of socks that are older than some of the players right now that I'm looking on the roster. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where you see, you know, guys that have come in and been successful the last couple of years, like a Royer who's been amazing. Shikowsky, another player that, you know, we've kind of relied on more and more as it kind of goes on. Um, you know, Josh Sims is obviously, you know, coming back is, I guess, a defined DP now, um, is, is, is another player that has to take some leadership with this team. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't think this is a completed roster. I think, you know, maybe some, uh, some changes that were made, uh, 
up top uh, relative to having a new head of sport there at Red Bull. Um, kind of delayed the process a little bit of getting maybe another GP or a couple other uh, players into the system or other players into the roster right now. But um, I think it's going to be unique and interesting like I said, next couple months to see how, you know, Kevin takes the role of being that new kind of head of sport and all the experience that he brings in. And, you know, I think when you think about positions that, and changes that have been made, you know, having a new, you know, a head of sport, it's probably about as big as you're going to get relative to, you know, newsworthy uh, information here uh, the last couple of weeks. Steve, uh, referencing Kevin Thelwell, the head of sport, the club just announcing this past week. We will hit the pause button right there. We'll come back, and on the flip side of this commercial timeout, we'll dig into that a little bit more, go through his background and what it could mean for this New York Red Bull team. Moving forward, we'll look at some of the additions that the team has made. We will talk and get Steve's opinion on the brand-new black jersey that will be unveiled uh, at the start of the MLS season as well. We'll all do that and more coming up after this quick break. It's Inside the Booth with Matt Harmon and Steve Jolly on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. We are back here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Really looking forward to getting this 2020 season back up and going. The Red Bull team on their way to Arizona next week to get their preseason back up and going. Florida uh, at the end part of January, a little bit of a break here at home, and then back out to Arizona, a spot that the team has become very familiar with in the last couple of years in Tucson. Uh, Steve, we will dig back into the hiring of Kevin Thelwell coming up in just a second. But with that transition, talking about preseason, how much do you – as a former player, uh, remember the days of preseason and maybe the grind <laughs> the grind that it was because I did spend some time talking with both uh, Sean Davis and Ryan Mara about that on our Players Only podcast. I felt like there was a, like a slight dig there with that question. Can you remember, Steve? Yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. I mean, it's not a dig. It's been a while. You're, you're a fantastic former player, but those days might, you know, are, I mean, are, are long it's, gone. it's not like you have nothing else in your life to focus on. And maybe <laughs> this is true. This and is maybe true. you have tried to forget about some of those days because it's a, yeah. it is a grind, right? It is a grind. It's, it's, it's a part, uh, you know, it's like a barbell situation. Yeah. You, you love getting back at it. You're excited. You know, you worked hard in the off season, you know, individually you like to see the guys, uh, but it, it grinds on you because the, <laughs> the off season is so long. Um, but I till still, you know, objectively look at that time relative to preseason. I have some great experiences from preseason on the road, uh, getting away from everybody with the exception of, of your teammates, really, you know, kind of, broadening the idea of the relationships, the experience, you know, we talked about the mantra of what the style of play, um, you know, there's a lot of days that kind of in grind two days and three days and all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> but uh, ultimately why it's done is to make sure that, you know, both on and sometimes more importantly off the field that everybody's kind of grooving to the, the same tune. When you look at it and think back to it, and I, I think you said this right before we went on air, this isn't a time to be thinking about necessarily results, right? And when you go through some of these preseason games, scrimmages, 
let, let's not read too much into whether you win, lose, draw. It's really about are you getting through the tactics? Are you going through style of play? Are you getting through fitness? Are you being, uh, for lack of a better term, certainly a soccer term, are you sharp heading into the start of the MLS opener, which for New York, again, will be March 1st against FC Cincinnati. It's not about winning and losing. Of course you want to win, but more about are you kind of checking those other boxes, getting fit, getting sharp, getting ready to play? Um, yes, and as players and also as coaches, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the offseason about Chris Armas going to Leipzig and uh, and kind of, you know, taking some time there. I think it was down like basically paralleled around the draft time. So getting in and, and making sure and reiterating themes that, uh, you know, the Red Bull kind of style of play is important. Um, you know, you, you look at the off season and when a season ends in you know, October, November, you know, usually more often than not, you take a couple weeks off, which is important, uh, not only, you know, physically, but also mentally when you've gone through a, a long season. But then you start grinding it individually in small groups and then you get together as a team and you really see, you know, pretty quickly, you know, for the coaching staffs, who's been working hard in the off season, who hasn't been working hard in the off season. And, uh, and that starts factoring in, in terms of maybe some players getting some minutes in these preseason games. Uh, but more importantly, sometimes it's just allowing, you know, this, this time, I guess, you know, is, is allowing the coaching staff to make sure that, you know, they kind of tune into a couple of players that they think might have a bigger role than maybe they had last year or, you know, making sure that some players that are coming back understand their leadership responsibility. And, uh, and that goes all the way down, you know, the roster and making sure even some of the younger guys that might not, you might not think might, might factor into the season, but might have a chance depending on some changes. Uh, you, that's when you, you kind of, kind of re- reiterate, time and time again the theme of what you'd like to see this team going at come uh, that first game against Cincinnati because Cincinnati by all means is is going to be nothing like the Cincinnati team we saw in 2019 they have spent some considerable coin uh, getting those DPs in uh, and that's going to be a tough tough game right there from the onslaught of the season and then you know hopping on the road for another couple of weeks isn't going to make it any easier so you know there's got to be a right frame of mind there's got to be a right mentality to this team uh, right from the get-go you can't kind of can't get, get soft early in this season. So with the addition, Steve, good transition, with the addition of Kevin Thelwell as the head of sport, something, again, that we just mentioned, uh, 46 years old, comes from Wolves out of the Premier League where he was the sporting director for that team, saw kind of their rise third tier into the championship, now into the Premier League. Is it if you were going to spin it? Because I, I think, as we've been saying, the roster is still in transition. It's a very young team. There is opportunity to still go out and get players because there's roster flexibility. Is it maybe a good thing for this New York Red Bull franchise and organization that they do have that flexibility with somebody coming over uh, to work with Dennis Hamlet, who will continue in his role as sporting director? Now you've got kind of two heads thinking what are the moves that we need to make to push us over the top? Yes. Uh, I mean, you look at Kevin coming into the position, you look at, you know, what his resume brings. It's not only just the experience of, you know, Premier League or anything like that. I mean, it's it's a kind of at least how I, I viewed it as, and as I read it as, is like a theme uh, relative to a development theme. You have a guy who's come in with all the experience in the world at the highest levels, and you've seen him, you know, move, you know, the Wolves, Wolverhampton all the way from, you know, a third 
tier team in 2013. And then by the end of the, you know, by the end of the decade, they were in the, winning the championship and promotion to the, you know, premier league. I mean, that's a pretty quick rise to say the least. So he knows, you know, from you know, the bottoms of, of being in that development role uh, with you know, a premier league club that uh, what it takes to kind of get to this team to the, maybe the next level. And he's going to be relying a lot on Dennis, obviously, in terms of, you know, the unique nature of sometimes a major league soccer. And, um, you know, I think that that might for, for some people be at least, you know, for me, I think it's a great opportunity for Kevin to step in, um, you know, view this team, you know, where they are now and where he thinks they need to be. And then it looks like, you know, there might be some, some salary cap options there for him to make some changes when, when, when it's due. Uh, well, I think it kind of goes back to your point, uh, again, in relation to FC Cincinnati and some of the other teams in Major League Soccer uh, getting guys right away. Are, are you are you of the thought process, uh, get the guys right away, or in, in the Red Bull situation, because you have the flexibility, because you can still add guys, uh, that that process just seems to maybe take a little bit longer because you need to make sure you get guys that fit into a very specific-minded system that Red Bull plays. So it, it, it does seem like sometimes um, it, it, it's New York maybe waiting to make sure they have the right fit instead of just going out and getting any kind of fit. Yeah, I mean, you look at Cincinnati, I think they're taking the approach of maybe like Minnesota the year before them. Um, they were probably waiting on, uh, on on getting that checkbook out and spending money when they got into a new stadium, which they will in 2020. Uh, no different than Minnesota did, and I think that's kind of you know their philosophy. They, I think they've had a little bit too much uh, changeover relative to the culture of what that club you know has been and you know, we don't know what what's going to look like. They're just going to have some talent and individual players. We don't know if it's going to fit or not. Um, the one thing that I think everybody's kind of relied on is there's a way of playing the game that Red Bull believes, and that goes from all of their teams. And I think that is a great um, almost insurance policy to some degree that, uh, you know, you've got players uh, that whether they're – the Aaron Longs and national team, you know, experiences to players that have been there for the first, you know, two or three weeks, you know, that, that there's a system in play and there's going to be a, you know, a reliance on that system of play. And that hopefully with this new position, Kevin's going to be able to step in knowing the, the, the way the style of Red Bull is going to play and say, Hey, you know, I, I got a couple of guys that we need to start thinking about in terms of bringing them up into the, the, maybe the the team and the organization because they can be incredible assets for this team. Um, you know, the changes, there's a lot of big changes made <laughs> in this offseason. And, you know, there's, there is some, some salary there and there are some positions there uh, of importance that I think uh, will be f- filled probably not too well sooner than later. I mean, that's probably because, you know, and it's, it's not going to be an easy, you know, begin the season. It's going to be frustrating at times. It's never easy to get some points. You hope that there might be a, a factor of, you know, surprising a lot of people out of the gate in terms of how much time we have to be on the road. And the fact that we might not be a complete and full roster right now. Um, and, and that's why we've kind of probably, you know, spoken about it. And that's the reason why this preseason is really important in terms of making sure that every player knows the club culture, because, you know, it's going to be a difficult battle. Uh, over the first couple months and uh, and in saying that it could be an incredible opportunity for these guys to come together and know that um, you know they're bigger than something uh, you know themselves and, and and that there's an organization that has shown over the last you know five six seven years to be very successful knowing that they're playing a system that uh, has been proven to, 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 to win games. 
Josh Sims coming back, uh, the player from Southampton who joined New York towards the end part of last season. Also additions from New York Red Bull 2, Jared Stroud, Chris Lemma, John Tolkien has been sold, assigned to a homegrown contract. And then you look at maybe the other couple of moves. Uh, David Jensen has been brought in as a goalkeeper to challenge Ryan Mara out of Denmark, 6'5", 205 pounds, good size. Mandela Egbo, an outside back from England, occupying an international spot, 22 years old, um, so it, it will be interesting, Steve, to see how some of these pieces all come together. Uh, and as we've been talking about, still with probably roster moves to come and flexibility that this team does have, both from open roster spots. We haven't even discussed any of the players that that were drafted, both from open roster spots and from salary flexibility. Um, what of those moves that I just mentioned, what, which one kind of piques your interest the most between uh, the international guys of Jensen and Egbo or the New York Red Bull two guys in Stroud and Lemma or the homegrown signing of a player like John Tolkien which one kind of opened your eyes a little bit more than than the others obviously the signing of Tolkien is a big one just because we've had some success so much success with um with homegrown players um having that depth uh, at uh, at keeper with Jensen coming in is always important. We talked about you know when the team was successful in 2018. You know we had you know probably the best back line in Major League Soccer. Um, but you know this is the time that I at least for the first you know month or so this that's the time that I like to be surprised. I like to see you know a player step in that maybe I wasn't expecting and, and can take it to another level. When I think about 2019, I think about guys like Tom Barlow, Cossers. And, and Brian White, those are probably the guys that, you know, that stepped up big time. So, you know, who's going to be, you know, a perfect example of those three, you know, relative to a guy that maybe we don't know much about or hear much about in 2019 who steps up and kind of takes it to another level, whether it's, you know, a guy like, you know, that goes through USL like Chris Lima or, as I mentioned earlier, like an Omir Fernandez who might get some opportunities as a homegrown as well and, and steps in and kind of, you know, he's very creative in nature and, you know, he loves running that players. And I think, you know, I, I want to be surprised and, and I don't know whom is going to step in and surprise me. But, uh, you know, this is kind of why I like this kind of that first going into the season, the first month of the season, because, you know, I like to see that there's a guy that I didn't really have on my radar who kind of surprised me and, and made me wrong. I mean, I think the biggest one only, you know, last year surprised me is Costas. You know, I saw him so many times with USL. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Big question mark there. And he came in and boy, did he prove me wrong. And I love being proved wrong in that respect because he was awesome near the end of the season. Let me also mention, I also like when you are proven wrong. It's a fun thing to be able to throw in your face during the course of our, of our broadcast. Um, partner, now listen, I, you and I have a, a very good working relationship. I will say, as I'm looking forward to the 2020 season, you did not do a good job getting us to Nashville. That's the one place of these new expansion teams I couldn't wait to go to, and it's a team we're not even going to play. I mean, don't you have any strings that you can pull in that MLS office anymore? You know, I single-handedly got you to be able to go to Miami in like March and April. So that's not too bad. So don't, don't, don't start blaming, blaming me on this. You know, this is kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I tried my best, but I couldn't, I couldn't deliver. No, you could not deliver. Let's thinking of delivering. I'm not sure if you are, are getting ready to order. I'm sure that your son, Liam, is very in tune with the brand new jersey that the Red Bulls will have. Uh, the black jersey with the red 
Red Bull insignia on the front and the three red stripes on the right shoulder uh, just unveiled officially today, though it's been leaked for quite some time. Your impression of the black and red? I'm loving it. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's quite a few, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of leaked out some of the jerseys. I like the theme of the jersey, the black and the red. Uh, It's a game changer. I think it's an absolutely – it's by far for me the best that I've seen in terms of the new changes. Um, I do like how the league's done a little bit with the, you know, the supplier Adidas, the old three stripes on the shoulder. Um, I think that looks really good. Um, you know what the thing I want to kind of bring out there knowing that we have this podcast and, and try to engage people maybe on, on, on the Twitter sphere or something like that. I want to know, and I don't know if many people realize this in 2018, there was a pretty big decision made relative to, 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 uh, to jerseys. You know, the league has now gone and, and started putting on the sleeves, selling sponsorship on the sleeves. Um, I've never been a huge fan of that direction. But I'd, I'd like to hear other people's opinion relative to, I know, looks like uh, LAFC is going to have a uh, target on their sleeve. And I think uh, Atlanta is going to have uh, a Piedmont Healthcare on their sleeve. Um, that's probably probably another reason why I like the Red Bull jersey, because I don't think they'll ever go with a sponsor on the sleeve. But uh, I'd like to hear people's opinion on that one. But you are a fan of the black. So it's going to be this year. It's going to be black and the silver that got unveiled last year. So the red will cycle out. I'm sure at some point we'll come yeah. back in. Uh, it, it does have kind of an old fashioned type look to it with a with a new twist. I think it's a. I think I agree. I think it's a dynamite combination of color. Uh, I, I'm imagining the team will probably wear it the first game of the season against Cincinnati, and you will probably be in line to make sure that Liam Jolly has that jersey no later than. March 1st, around 5 o'clock when you get back home from an afternoon kickoff? Yeah, it's probably uh, you're probably right. Uh, I, I, like I said, I love the jersey. I love the black on the red. Um, I th- it's wonderful. And, and fortunately for guys like you know yourself, you know that black is slimming. So that's good for you, buddy. Black is slimming. That was a very good way to have one shot thrown my direction as we – Say goodbye in our first podcast. Partner, it is very good to be back with you. Uh, Looking forward to doing this, obviously, all year long and getting the games up and going. I'll be out in Arizona, so I'll have some coverage of some of the preseason games, and then you and I will get things up and going on the 1st of March against FC Cincinnati. Again, you can always find us at the New York Red Bull app, our TuneIn Radio channel, and the New York Red Bulls website. Can't wait to get it up and going. As always, my man, I appreciate your time here today and uh, looking forward to what will be our sixth season together i'd become really just a huge part of your life these days right oh this is it's big for me it's big for me knowing that uh, you're 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 kind of getting back into my life and my daily you know communications this is you know it, it's a good thing and uh, and I'm, I'm excited about our time again here on red bull radio these podcasts i think we you and i both have some ideas of how we can kind of expand you know, this process. And then, uh, hey, how about Major League Soccer? 25 years. 25 years. Something we will definitely dig into in one of our podcasts coming up. Uh, I'm sure this is a real fun time for your wife, Pilar, at home because it means you're out of the house a little bit more and busy with soccer yet again. True, true. I mean, it, it... This is, you know, she she puts it on the calendar. She's like, I can't wait for that guy to get out of the house, especially on weekends. I can certainly understand that. Weekends with Harmon coming very soon. Steve, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, appreciate your time here again, dropping all the information, and uh, look forward to seeing you on March 1st against FC Cincinnati. 
Hashtag game time.